What's up, people? This is You're Not Listening, the podcast that teaches you how to actively listen to music one song at a time. I'm your host. I'm Sean O'Laughlin. I'm your co-host, Jim O'Laughlin. And tonight, got a couple interesting songs for you where we've been cooped up. I know it seems like we've been MIA for a while. Life has been absolutely crazy. I'm sure it's been crazy for you, too. Normally, we can get on somewhat of a regular schedule, but I am trying to manage working full-time from home while also trying to take care of my kids with my wife, who's also working full-time from home. So we had a little bit of a unplanned break. And explain how old your wonderful young ladies are. Yeah, they're one and almost three. Yeah. So I got two under three. It's really, it's it's really, really difficult. And, um, it's busy. Yeah, it's tough. And so we, you know, you think being home like all the time, 24-7, you would have more time to record and make more podcasts, but it's been really hard to find time to do it. And yeah. it has been so far from my mind because everything else has been, I've been trying to manage. So glad that we're back in the studio today. Yeah. And uh, we, are, we are social distancing because we always social distance because we do this in two different studios, my house and, and Sean's house. That's right. So today we're, you know, I'm really excited to be talking about music again. What uh, what song are you doing tonight, Dad? I'm uh, doing U2 where the streets have no name, but it has to be a live version that you listen to. And it's going to be off the Rattle and Hum album. Okay. I am doing a song called The Search by NF. Nice. I threw you off. I told I told my dad that I was doing God. a song from Frozen too, <laughs> because that's... And, and after I fell out of my chair and asked you, you said, "Yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm not, you know, you shouldn't be surprised anymore." Yeah. What? Yeah. So I thought that was fun. All right. Yeah. You two and NF. It's going to be a good conversation. Get excited. If you don't know these songs or you think you don't like these these songs, then you're not listening. So clean out your ears and listen up. Let's do this. Get on the floor. Are you? Have you been able to leave and go anywhere, or are you literally just like locking, locking, locked down? We're deciding and we're choosing to stay close. Just this, this kind of scares me. This is different, you know. Yeah. So we're um we're staying true to form of trying to just hunker down, and uh, there's enough to do around here. And actually, I'm working still. I have yeah. to put in a good eight hours every day. Um, so like you said, you know, I think you have a lot of time, but I'm not getting projects done or painting rooms or anything like that because it's the university work. just went online and we're trying to make sure that we can support the students as best we can. So a lot of uh, work before rolling out for that. So it's been busy. Yeah. Our schedule has been crazy because it's like we both have video calls all the time. You know, we have meetings. But while one is in a meeting, the other one needs to be watching the kids. And so sure. we're able to like attend our meetings, but we never have any time to do any of our actual work. So like I'll right. go to, you know, I'll have like three video calls in the morning. So that's like a few hours. And then I'll go down and relieve Sam and I'll watch the kids and then she'll come up and have her video calls. And then right. we'll have to switch because I'll have another meeting in the afternoon. And then by the time like you're like, I didn't get any work done. I just went to meetings all day. So yeah. um, well, so I wouldn't be surprised if that's the, the norm for almost everybody right now. Yeah, people you know, are trying to figure if you have it kids out. At home. I think the longer we go, the less meetings there will be, and the more fluid things will get, and we'll get into that's a, a rhythm. Point. But um, that's a good point. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, companies and bosses and managers and everybody else are obviously going to be flexible around all this stuff because it's all uncharted territory for every one of us. We're all trying to figure out how to do it. Yeah, uh, my, my, my boss has been great. My company's say. been really good. They they got very good. They were in the beginning. They were a little um, a little stubborn, but you know, once it got real, they didn't hesitate. So um, yeah. they've been they've been pretty good and pretty supportive. So, but today's an escape. <laughs> we're gonna finally yes. talk about music yes, um, yes, yes i'm not talking about the song from frozen although that song is a really beautiful song if you if you have to endure f- watching frozen 2 with your kids like six <laughs> or seven times a day i'm always relieved when this part of that movie comes on when that song i was gonna do the song show yourself the, that was my joke when i did um and it's actually a really beautiful song so killing me so but we're not gonna talk about that tonight I'm not going to believe you anymore. <laughs> I know. I like to throw you for a loop. But no, I've been talking about doing this song for a little while. Um, I know I'm super you excited. I'm, I'm kind of surprised that you have been putting it off for so long. So. Yeah. Do you want to talk about mine first or do you want to do yours first? Um, I want to do a dad joke first. All right. Give me one. Because you're always the one that's saying that you want to do that stuff. And you kind of got lame and didn't do them anymore. So I'm going to pick one out. All right. Well, All right, in the last episode, Shannon came out with a a banger and we didn't get it on tape because she she pulled it up before we started recording i was so mad (laughs) 
All right, so let's see. So uh, we have new neighbors. I don't know if you know that. Uh, and they're the Invisible Man and Invisible Woman. Oh, yeah? Really? Yeah, they're nice, but they're not much to look at. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> I saw that coming a mile away. And cool. I'm not so sure. Like, the, the kids the same thing. I'm not so sure what they see in each other. So. Oh, oh, the follow-up. The follow-up is, is yeah, well done. Yeah. Well done. And and then you, you want another one? One more? Uh, yeah. You sure? Yeah. All right. Oh, no, that's a bad one. Uh, oh, you're looking them up. You're not. You're stealing. No, because I haven't written down. Because I, I, I write them down. Because when I say I'm like, oh, this is what I gotta do. Um, what do you call a fake noodle? A fake noodle. An impasta. Boom. Impasta. <laughs> oh, wow. that that one was easy. It's bad when you can guess it, huh? Yeah, that's wow. right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Good. Shout stuff. out to Kathy Batchelor. She's been posting those every day. Oh, has so. she? Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Good stuff. I'm trying to save those as best. <laughs> as all right. Do you want to talk about you two? I think I went first last time, didn't we? I don't remember. Um, uh, no, I feel like it's been no, like a, a year and a half since we last we recorded. Had our, we had our guest last time. So, um, yeah, if you want. Okay. All right. So, you know how I feel about you two. I'm a huge fan. Yeah. Um, and have been for a long time. They have one of the bands that I want to see as you two. I saw them, believe it or not, um, back in the day when my friends, the Stompers, actually opened for them. At, I think it was Hampton Beach, believe it or not, back in the day when they were just over here. At the casino? Just kinda, at the casino when um, they were just hitting the States for the first time and they were doing these small club uh, uh, gigs. And Stompers were huge at Hampton at the casino, so um, they, of course, opened for them. Or maybe you two opened the Stompers. I don't remember. But I remember, like, oh, that was interesting. But, you know, you, you kind of don't pay attention to the to the second band on, on the bill as much. So I, I, I've seen them, quote-unquote. I think I actually still have the ticket stub, but I don't remember anything. So I'd like to go see them sometime. That's a definitely them and the Stones, the two bands, and the Who probably are the three bands on my, yeah. my bucket list I, I'd like I to see, seen. I'd like to see you two, like, circa 1989. <laughs> well, that's, that's, uh, that's this one, too. That's the, the nice thing about this is that uh, I think – when they put out the movie, have you ever seen Rattle and Hum? The no, movie they no, did? I haven't seen it. Concert film. I, Watch it. Do I have, you no, can. I have a you. You got me a U two <clears throat> concert uh, yeah. DVD, but it was it's modern. It's recent. Yeah, and I think it's more when they're getting some electronic stuff. I remember buying that for you too. But um, no, this was this was pretty raw stuff, and this was right after they uh, they did the Joshua Tree, and also stuff was um, was very contemporary, and. Um, I, I've always liked that album. I always liked that that film, and I've uh, I, I tried to select one. And the, my favorite song, I think, probably most people's favorite song from U2, is uh, actually one of my two favorite ones. The other one is Bad that, that I really love. B A D. Um, they did a great job in that Live Aid. But the the most uh, my most you know you know excellent song, and I've actually used the DJ and everything else is Where the Streets Have No Name. And and. They're the first to say if you if you do a little research on a song and stuff, uh, they're the first to say it's that the uh, the studio version isn't as good. Um, it's it's really a song that was meant to be played live. So I love the studio like, version of the song. I, I do too. But um, when you see it, um, if you if you haven't seen it yet or if you haven't gone and watched it, like watch the video of Rattle and Hum with the streets have no name. It's before Bono became Bono, you know, which was I know you know what, what he does is is a little is a little too much and over the top. But it's before that, and when he just had, he just like skulks the stage and just does like unbelievable has that unbelievable presence and stuff. So it's a really good one to go check out. All right, well, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna we're gonna listen to it on Spotify because I, you know I want people still a good version. I don't want people if they're people not to able to watch it. I want them to be able to. Yeah, if you're driving, do not go to YouTube right now. Yeah, so I don't want to set that expectation because I haven't seen it. So all right, go. To the playlist or click the link in the show notes and listen to Where the Streets Have No Name and come on back and we'll talk about it. I even love the ending. Yeah, that is really good. That is a really Chill. good song. I mean, at, at, I mean, that intro goes till like... One forty-five, a minute forty-five seconds before he Almost two minutes before in, right? he starts singing, and when he comes in, it's just this epic beginning. It's great. Yes, it's really yeah. good. So, you know that I I'm not crazy about you two. Yeah, and you know I am. <laughs> yeah, and so like when the by the time Beautiful Day came out, they just became this 
this like thorn in my side of music that I just like everyone was obsessed with them, and I'm like, oh. It can't do it because he just now is that because of the visual and watching you know because i know sometimes you're not really crazy about the uh the mannerisms and, and what what you two what excuse me what bono kind of stands for or was it the music itself because i think almost all the, the music especially their their radio played hits and stuff i think is so listenable it is um, it is and it, it's it, never it, turned it, me off but i've never i've never had them as a visual band like some some other bands i've always thought just the music while you know while listening to it rather than watching it it really is, is that a difference? it really is is bono um i really yeah, okay. it, i know you don't watch um south park but there's an episode no. where um <laughs> your, your musical taste comes from south park no okay. no, Ex- no no explain no. sun no there's a, there's an episode i don't remember exactly what the premise is but there there's an episode where there's there's like a Guinness Book of World Record or something where people are going they're they're trying to I think they're trying to break the Guinness World Record for the largest piece the the largest shit ever taken and and <laughs> no I missed that it turns out that Bono himself was actually the largest piece of shit that was ever taken and it morphed oh. into Bono. And oh. it's funny because he's it, it, like that's how I, th- I have always thought of Bono is he just seems so pretentious. So pretentious. He he seems to see himself as a god. And yes. I have no patience for people like that. Right. I got um, you. Especially ones I got you. that that are orange and and run countries. Um, <laughs> I, yes. I I really I do not. I've I've worked with and for people who have aspects this narcissistic aspect to Tendency. to them, and mm-hmm. um, I have no respect for that. And I I I don't I don't like to tolerate it if I don't have to. Can Can you get past that and, and admit what a great voice he's got? Yeah. I, I and, can, and, and 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 the front man of a band. I can, but when I listen to the band, that's where my mind goes. Is to this to this nar- to no, it goes to this narcissistic <laughs> guy with the purple sunglasses who just thinks he's just way too cool for school, and yeah, um, and I I, I, I hear that in his lyrics and his voice, and it's it's just hard to get past. But this song, no, I have I have a few people like that too that I just can't stand the, the thought and the sight of them. Yeah, uh, and it really it really um, it's too bad. Kind of colors the music for me, but it doesn't do that with me with, with Bono and with uh, with you. Too. It's too bad, and you know I have I have artists that are the opposite effect, like Michael Jackson. I I can't I I, I can't not look past what a, a creep and uh, he that he was yeah. because his music is just so damn good and so it's the opposite yeah. with that you know like sam <laughs> sam doesn't like to listen to michael jackson because she just doesn't like the idea of michael jackson yeah um, I got but you. i yeah. but i loved michael jackson's music and so like the, you know it's a give and take thing this song is one of those songs that to me i always thought if you're scrolling through the radio and this song was on you, you it's a sin to change it yeah because i think this song is just too damn good um, yeah, other songs that them. are on that list for me, "My Hero" by Foo Fighters, can't change that if that's if that one's on. Anything by Tom Petty? Uh, well, no, not not anything by Tom Petty, but I'd say "Won't Back Down." I would probably put on that list. And um, Thunder Road. Uh, I don't hear that on the radio ever. <laughs> Let's be honest. No, there was one. Oh, um, "Better Man" by Pearl Jam is another song that, like, if that's on, like, you can't change wow. it. You're not allowed to change that that's song. A- that's a good playlist right yeah, there. Those exactly. Ones. And it's kind of like a lot of late 90s grunge. But this song is on that list. And, and I always say, like, if if you're scrolling through the radio, that song comes on, you change it, like, you, you're going to get thrown out because it's not – you're not allowed to change it. It's against the rules. Yep. Um, yep. And it's it's a long song. But it does it seem is. like it goes by quickly, which is interesting to me. It's almost six minutes long, but it felt like it's three minutes. Well, for the first minute and a half, almost two minutes, it's just the intro to that that um, organ, you know. And, That's true. Um, so it really is more like percussive it, guitar. It is more like it three is, and a half minutes of, of actual song. Yep, yep. I was saying to you just before we went into listening to it, I don't know if you picked it if you picked this up on on us discussing it, but sometimes at the end of a night, especially when doing a wedding, uh, when I would say my thank yous and you know one last you know hurrah for. The, the bride and groom, but you never want to finish it after that. You always, I always had the idea that you want to have a really big song and get having people go nuts, and then you shut it down, and then you kind of always leave them wanting a little more and stuff. But you, you end it, you know, in, in that epic piece. And oftentimes, I would use this, or I would use 
good loving by the Grateful Dead, if it was kind of a, you know, a kind of a hippie crowd or, um, you know, so just things that were just big. And this, you know, queued up for that minute and 45 seconds, you know, thank you very much for coming, everybody. Good night and have a, have a, you know, safe travel home and all of a sudden, I want to, it's like, it, and it's one of those that just catches people off guard because who hears that at a wedding, you know, but it usually always worked except one time. I, I forgot to cue it up and I was talking over it and the, the room was a huge YouTube fan. So I figured I got to play this song for him as, as we're, you know, as we're getting out. And it was like, oh, this is a minute and a half of the warm up. And I just kind of got back on the mic and said, John, John, whatever the guy's name was. Yeah, I'm sorry. I wanted this to be an epic start and everything else, but it's all done with the warm up or anything else. And they just laughed. And <laughs> it's still worked. And everything else, but it's just that that whole beginning of it is just it just builds and builds and builds. Yeah. But, you know, when it kicks in, it kicks in. Oh, yeah. And. It's funny because again, if you get a chance, um, don't do it if you're driving. Uh, but if you have a chance, especially if you're home and you're you're uh, you're not going anywhere, and you have some time sitting at your at your desk or your living room, wherever you have your laptop, um, watch the YouTube Rattle and Hum, which is a live concert film made about YouTube. Um, and it's really raw. It's all most of it's all in black and white and everything. It's really cool. And uh, watch that version of it. And it's. Um, it's at a huge studio. I want to say Sun Devil Stadium, I think, in Arizona or something like that. And it just shows it, – it, there's not a lot of times you can watch, I think, a, a concert film and kind of capture the bigness of it sometimes because, you know, it's always if – you, if you're not there, it's kind of lost sometimes in, in the visuals. But this kind of captures it. And uh, it's kind of cool to think about how, how they're layering it because, you know, this was – was it 84 or 88 or something? Yeah, this is like wide microphones. This is nobody's cell phone. Everybody holding them up and everything else. This is people just enjoying the moment and everything else. 87. And is it 87? 87. The year before I was born. At the at the beginning. Oh my god, I'm old. So at the beginning of of the song, there's a guy like crouching down behind the ed, behind the edge who's playing the beginning organ part. Because if you think about it, U2's U2 is famous for having four members sustainable over the, the, the whole career of the band they have the same four guys which is rare nowadays obviously for a band yeah. who's playing that that epic organ in the middle you know excuse me at the beginning of that before the before the edge kind of kicks in with his guitar and stuff and it was the edge and then as he leaves the the riser behind where he normally would stand like this guy kind of sneaks in so i mean it was very low tech back then yeah. obviously uh, so so cool so cool that's cool and uh and then when the edge all of a sudden i mean he he's really playing the guitar like a percussion instrument and i think what's one of that's the how he plays me. i mean that's his uh, right i love that's that about his style. i love you, the way you he plays know yeah. exactly who's playing when you hear that you know it's yes. like certain guitarists like you hear that you hear something they're doing and you just know like there is no one yeah. else that's playing it except that person he's yeah. one of those tom and morello I, is like that too when you hear tom morello's guitar it's like nobody plays tom morello music right. like tom morello right. yeah crazy good but I think this one showcases that more than maybe a lot of the other songs that they do too, you know, in this because of the, of the way it builds. And I guess he wrote it. The Edge wrote it. Oh, cool. And I guess he, what he did is he sat down and literally wanted to write the biggest, best live song that you two could ever perform. And that's how he kind of went into to writing this. And as a result of it, I, I guess, and this is this is some of the research I did in the Wikipedia stuff and everything else, that it it worked in the studio, but it was really hard for them to kind of capture that and try to make sure that they, they got all the parts down and the other mayor members were not having a good time to try to make sure that they pulled it together to have it be as sounding as good as it is now. To the point where the producer, Brian Eno, who's pretty famous, uh, you know, has done a million things over the years, had actually thought about, like, let's erase it and just, like, call, call it an accident. We lost all the footage and tried it to start from, from scratch. To which I guess one of the, the the guys at some point or one of the other engineers like like dropped a glass or or played a tea or something like this and like you know to kind of catch him off guard to make sure that he wouldn't like hit that button to kind of like get rid of the recording because it was so good. I mean it was real controversial. It took them I think just as long to do this song as it did the whole rest of the album or something oh, wow. like that. But the result is, and I think that the uh, a lot of people will understand this. Uh, and the band always feels that it, it it's not as good. They don't feel as good the studio version as it is if you hear it live or if you watch it live. Um, that's why I thought the uh, the Rattle Hum version was, yeah. was something. To and you see that you you, you see that time again. Yeah, but I think that not when it's like it was written for that. It's like let's write 
an arena song. Yeah, right. You know, right. I think one of the bands that can capture that arena feel really good in almost every song that they do is the Killers. Yeah. Wow. Like I feel yeah. like if you if you go out and get like the Killers' greatest hits album and you listen to that all the way through, I mean, it sounds like every song on there is being played at a giant arena festival or at, yeah. at Wembley Stadium yeah. or something. I mean, yeah. they just have found a way to capture that sound. I imagine that's not easy to do at all. Have you ever seen them? No, they are at the very... They were number two on my list. Of people to see? Yeah. Before Tom Petty died? Yeah, and then Tom Petty died. Yeah. So they're actually at the top of my list to see right now. Yeah, them, okay. And they're still, they're still playing out? They're still... Yeah, I think so. Yeah, right, yeah. Okay. and uh, them and and Muse are pretty high on my list just because. I was gonna say I thought you were gonna say. Well, Muse the shows the their, shows their just seem so epic. I would just say you know yeah. they're on my list and I just I I've had an opportunity to go see Muse, but I was in Rhode Island and the show was in Boston and I got a call like, you know, an hour and a half before the show started and it was like we have an extra right. ticket can you get up here and I just I just couldn't <laughs> couldn't make it happen. Right. So right. that was kind of sad, but yeah. Someday. I had the same thing happen with the U2 show at uh, at Gillette Stadium. I just couldn't get there that night because I had a DJ job. Like, hey, I get a yeah, ticket. Um, All right. One like, oh, I got to wait. I want to I want to talk <laughs> so, about the music in this because actually, you know, you sent me to the week. It's, it's pretty complicated. Page. Um, and I think the thing, the best description that they have here is they're talking about the chord progression and how it creates a wall of sound, and I think that's the perfect description for that for this song is the wall of sound because it feels impenetrable and it feels constant through the whole thing so it really does feel like a giant wall through that entire song and what i think is interesting is they say they talk about how tight everything is you know with the sixth 16th notes on the guitar against the uh eighth notes eighth and 16th notes on the bass and drums so it's just so tightly wound it's like a like a quilt that's been woven right no. And then Bono's and vocal performance, they say his, his vocal performance, is, it varies in timbre, which means that he's not tight. He, you know, it says he sighs, he moans, he grunts, and exhales audibly and allows his voice to crack. And what that does is it, it creates this specific emotion and feeling in the sound of his voice that stands out from this tightly woven wall of sound that is so rigid and it just gives so much more character to his voice and to the lyrics, and I love that. I think and, that that they captured that really, really well. And he's got this like ice cream on top of this like really tight thing. It just kind of flows and moves and and comes in and out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, as a musician, knowing that that you know you've got these very distinct, very different parts, whether it's going to be the bass or or the drums, and then versus the guitar, and then you know obviously you're going to layer on the uh, the vocals later. Is, would that be hard to do? I mean, one of the things that they kept writing about is how difficult it was for them to, to. They felt like they couldn't get in the groove, they couldn't get in the pocket, they couldn't kind of match each other. But it it works when you. It's hear probably. It. I mean, the music is technical. The music in this is just it's just straight technical. That's why it's so tight. You know, they're they're just it's good musicianship, but it's not improv improvisation. It's just good tight music, and that's that's why there's that wall of sound. There's no guitar solo. And there's no, no there's no bridge right. there's no right. there's no variation right. it's just and still five and a half minutes it's long. just <laughs> let, let's just let's just play this music and it's just really really and, straightforward so the variation and the interesting aspects of the song come out in the vocals and the lyrics and it, okay. it, it, this is one of those songs where you listen to the song and you don't even you, you realize you didn't even hear what he said like you get to yeah. the end of the song you're like wait what did he like what were the lyrics in that song I, all, all I remember is where the streets have no names I don't know what he said in any of the verses or anything because I'm not actually listening to what he's saying you're listening to the song itself and you, know, you don't realize that like you know that's funny because I was trying to think like I don't even know what the song is about <laughs> I mean reading about it, it it's it's supposedly about uh, the, the class distinctions and if you go down to some of the streets in Belfast or other parts of the world that you know people see the houses or see you know different parts of of the town that they can kind of figure out who they are and you know and what wealth they have and all that versus other parts of the world it's a lot more open Makes and sense. wonderful and, and where the, so I, you know i get that but i'm the same like okay i don't remember any of the words i mean the, i remember some of them that i could sing along with and stuff and certainly the chorus can you really sing right, along with that whole song though like there are songs that you can listen to it twice and you can know almost the entire song <laughs> yeah, right yeah yeah if that song i've heard that song hundreds of times if it came on the radio, yeah. I'm not going to be able to sing along with the whole song. I don't know the words because I don't listen it's to the words. Yeah. It's really interesting. And, you know, I didn't realize that till right now. But it's one of those I, songs. I listen to, to, to the Edge's guitar the whole time. Right. You're just you're listening to the song. You're not listening to the words. And right. and right. I think you're more 
it's more uh, the melody you're listening to, the feeling that he evokes in his voice and stuff is that's what's telling the story. And and you know, the phrase "where the streets have no names" is such a cool, right. deep sounding kind of phrase. And I think it sounds like a a cool you know add on to a Facebook post, but nobody actually knows what he's talking about. Like, yeah, but also with a great voice that he has, right? That he he pulls that off. And too. so right. you know, it's it, it's. It's entertainment and it's good music and it doesn't need. He could be singing about anything; it doesn't matter. It's gonna be a good song. Yeah. But the the emotion and the story comes out through the way that he sings it and through what he does with his voice. And and the I just always come back to where powerful the power of um, the guitar and and the uh, the drums. Right. I mean, the bass is almost secondary. It's a, it's a the, the guitar, the drums, and the every other stanza um, symbol. And so much reverb on everything. Yes. Everything. Yes. Well, that was the 80s. so much reverb. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. You know that the uh, you know that the song is from the eighties if your drums echo for a solid like two and a half beats right. after. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, just so good and so. And again, watching the live version, I think is just is so so powerful. And this is a song that easily you know. And here I am going to make a fool out of myself stuff. But this is one that you know, if I'm hearing in, in the um, even driving, but if I'm hearing in the house or, or whatever, I'm always playing you know. That air guitar, without question. Yeah. You know, just strong, because it's strong, easy like because the, you just let your wrist. Yeah. Now, and, it's and kind of let me, it's, it's kind of like Mumford and Sons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, you walk around playing you, you, you just strum. guitar that you don't have. You just strum yeah. as fast as you can. <laughs> so knowing that that this is his style, this is the, the what the Edge does, and you being a musician, especially being a guitar player, how difficult is that? to maintain for an entire song. It's hard, it's hard to minutes. get the tone and get it consistent. That ringing tone for me is hard. I got, I got kind of sausage fingers and I don't have very good control with them, you know? Mm-hmm. And so getting a clean tone like that and maintaining it for what? And, and staying in the right six beach minutes? and everything else. Yeah. That's um, gotta be tough. And that's gotta be. I mean, exhausting. once you get in the pocket and the rhythm, like if you have good rhythm and you can really like sit in the pocket, you'll be okay. But with the rhythm and thing, but for me, it's maintaining that that clean tone and not pinching strings and not bending or anything, and just just I I, I don't think I'd be able to do it. I'm not skilled enough. I mean, I'm not a professional musician. Yeah. You know, I just do it for fun. I'm just so. thinking from from like a, from a standpoint of being exhausted. Like, and he does that for an entire show. Right, but that's you know that's, that's how some people play. Like I said, Mumford and Sons. Every yeah. single song, they're just it's you know sixteenth note strumming chords yeah. um, that's just how yeah. some people play and, and learned and have always played right. probably correct you get the energy yeah. i mean maybe okay. maybe he just hops up on uh, caffeine right before or maybe you know <laughs> i don't know it's the 80s maybe he just snorts coke and then goes out there and doesn't remember <laughs> and he just played like you're supposed to be playing like quarter notes and he's like no i'm playing 16th notes because I'm, yeah. I'm all hopped up you know who knows you don't know yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I don't want to know that. I don't want to think that. I just I want to think about good musicianship, not that. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. So just so impressive. I mean, and again, you know, I like a lot, and I I could listen to YouTube for three and four and five hours at a time with with all the the CDs and all the stuff I have, Oof. and have and do that. But this is the one that's always at the top of my list. So if there's going to be a playlist, and it's like, oh, I'm just going to put a bunch of songs on. What's that? Oh, if there's going to be one U2 song, it's usually probably going to be this one. It's a killer song. Yeah, epic. It's a killer song, so, for sure. And again, I'd love to see them live, but of, of a show from then. Right. I don't know if it would be it would be the same kind of thing right now to see it. Yeah. I'm sure this is this is their final song or their, you know, their encore or something. But Yeah, they probably finished with this. or Yeah. I feel like Beautiful Day, they love. I feel True. like they love that song. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a big song for them, but yeah. Again, anybody out there who's a huge YouTube person will probably be able to kind of set it straight. But yeah, I think a lot of, I mean, I think a lot of people who are casual YouTube fans recognize Joshua Tree as a pretty epic and amazing album. Yeah, huge. But, um, yeah, and if they don't know it, they you know they pretend that they know it. <laughs> One of those because it's yeah. like how how do you not know Joshua Tree? So like they just pretend that they know all the songs on it and stuff. So or if they don't know it, they they know it without knowing it. It's like oh that's that's you too. Right. Oh that's Joshua Tree. Oh I didn't know that. Yeah, because I've yeah. heard that song. Right, right. Yeah, for sure. So that's my that's my take. I love it. Love What's it. your favorite love thing it, about it? it? It's it's got to be just just that driving of of the the top part. I mean I I love the chorus and yeah and I, I love the the vocals and all even though I don't know what the words say. Um, it's just the guitar throughout the entire thing. Yeah. And even like when we were listening to it, 
I just, I, I came to the realization, like, I even love the ending, the way it just kind of fades out, but it's still kind of, just enough changes, like, when, when, when you, he's starting the song out, and it's, and it's just like, it builds and builds, yeah, and then, very similar to Bob O'Reilly in the beginning there. Yeah, yeah, but then that one chord change, it's just a little more, and that's kind of like the, the okay, guys, we're getting ready to the kick ramp it in, up, yeah. let's go. Let's go with with the drums, Larry, and, and get ready to sing. Bonnet. like it just it just it it it's, it's perfect. It works. Yeah, I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Good stuff. If you could choose someone, another artist to cover this song, who would it be? Hmm. Um. I don't know if anybody can with the same. Will you consider it an untouchable? Living, maybe. There's not a lot, but maybe. Um. Living, living or dead. Sure. Just who would you love to hear a version of this song played by? Eddie Cochran. Really? Because of the way, yeah, the way he played guitar, yeah. Um, His voice, I feel like, would not. Would no, be, uh, no, you're right. But you, you, I mean, you mentioned maybe the Killers. You know, could be. Maybe the Killers. Yeah. I mean, how about you? Who would you? I, bet the, who would I you think, think I think the Killers could do this justice for sure. Yeah, I know you threw me yeah. for a curve on that one. I'm not so sure. Yeah. I have to think about that. For sure. But. But really, really good stuff. And you know what? Don't give me a, a an acoustic version. Don't give me you know, like no, let me no, watch no. it live. Yeah, you know, kind of thing. So yeah. yeah, for sure. What's your favorite part of it? Um, I think that because this is a, a very. Com- I, I honestly think that at at a minute forty five seconds when Bono comes in, in the very beginning, yeah. is probably because it ramps up to that well, moment, and then the 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 uh, symbol shimmer you know when he does that yeah. is really it's a really yeah. powerful moment and 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 the drum roll just probably him saying to yeah and then right after that right after he kicks in with it it's just a this this driving galloping i guess not really a gallop but it's a it's just that that like i said the wall of sound it's just really cool it's like a piston now again phil Spector wall of sound the other person that did piston that's a really good way to describe it it really is like a piston like on a steam engine yeah that's perfect it's a train you know springsteen did want to run as a wall of sound and just put layer on top of layer on top of layer of the same instruments over and over again that's and that's that's phil Spector from the 60s that's a that's a wall sound from him so it's been done, but it's. I think they do a really good job. That I, I didn't think about it uh, of having a wall of sound with this uh, particular song too. But you're right. I think they yeah, do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, complicated though. Complicated song, huh? Yeah. All right, time for my song. Yeah, Let's talk it. about Frozen. Oh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let <laughs> it go. This uh, uh, my song. Uh, we need to just listen to it. Uh, my song is "The Search" by NF, who is just a ridiculous rapper. Um, Where did you find the song? So, I heard this song. So this happens actually pretty often. Not lately because my gym is closed. But um, my coach at my gym has good taste in music. And he's got these killer playlists. Or he found killer playlists on Spotify that he just plays the whole time while we're in the gym. Mm-hmm. And this... Shout out to Kyle. Yeah, what up, Kyle? Uh, at the Fort Fitness, if you are looking for to get in shape or get brutally strong, this is the place to go. They'll work with you remotely if you want. I'll, we'll link in the show notes. Shout out to nice. the fort. They're amazing people, and they're going through some hard times right now with this, uh, with this quarantine thing going on. So Ooh, they deserve they deserve everyone's people. support. Um, this song came on when I was working out one day, and this happened many times. I I just literally stop what I'm doing in the middle of my workout, and I gotta I go run over to his computer because his computer is just <laughs> you know it's just it's a laptop that's just open for oh, anyone okay. to see what's going on. So I I I always go and I like what is this. So I found it and I immediately added it to my Spotify list, and then I went back and played it about thirty times in a row. Um, uh, I thought you were gonna say you ran to your phone and put your Shazam on. <laughs> no, I don't need that anymore because they can see what song it is, and then I just find it on Spotify. Um, it's just it's just so damn good when it comes to technique and just hip hop music in general. I mean, it's epic, and the message is cool because it's like this feels like an assignment from like a therapist like hey you need to go write this down like you know spill your guts write out what's going on in your head and your heart and just like get it out on paper you know like how therapists you go to therapy and they'll say you need to write a letter to someone or write a letter to yourself or something they tell you to get it out that's what this feels like um yeah and 
I highly recommend when you listen to it, if you're not driving or anything, you you read the lyrics along with it. So I would recommend that you bring up the lyrics when we listen to it here and read with it because it's so good. And I'm going to go through almost all of the lyrics and just read them kind of one by one so people can get an idea of what's going on in this song. So, And there's (laughs) there's probably one of the most epic beat drops I've ever heard uh, in this song. And you'll know it when you hear it because he literally goes, where'd the beat go right before it drops? It's epic. (laughs) And uh, so let's go listen to it first. You should bring up the lyrics if you can. And uh, so click the link in the show notes and then listen to it. Come back and we'll talk about it. Oh, I should, before we listen, I should note that it has about a 32 to 34 second buildup where there's not really much sound besides just some kind of ominous background sounds. So I'm going to skip ahead to about 32 to 34 seconds um, because that's where the song actually starts. Wow. Dude. That is an unbelievably great song. Holy cow. Just absolute spitting. Wow. I love that. Is that not amazing? I can see why you're playing that 100 times. 777 words in that song. Are you going to go over every one of them? Most of them. (laughs) <laughs> 777 oh, words hell. in a f- f- what four minute song four minute and eight second wow. song um yeah, he didn't with a, he with didn't like a 35 second intro where there's nothing happening so three and a half minutes 777 words the guy is absolutely spitting he's unbelievable and every song that i've heard from him is very similar to this it's just, the the guy can just he just gets. What's his deal? Who is he? What is he uh, from? You know, I don't know too much about him. I'm not. Does everyone know? Does everyone a lot of know him? Know him. He's got a big song. I think he's got a song with Ariana Grande or something like that. But I don't like. I I'm not big into the hip hop world, so mm-hmm. um, I don't know too many of his songs. But after I heard this, I went and, and listened to a couple of his other songs, and he's just nasty, and I love it because it's so clear. Like yes, I I I can't stand mumble rap. You know, Lil Wayne. And all those guys, yeah. you can't understand a word they're saying because they sound like they're right. just on like all of the drugs. I yeah. I can't stand mumble rap at all. I love apparently I love angry rap, um, you know, <laughs> and and clean. Yeah, it's, clean it's all like clean. This. Yeah, I was playing this once uh, with with the girls in the room, and I was just like you know jamming out, and Sam came in and she gives me this look. I'm like, what? There's not a bad word in this whole song. No, it's not. No, no it, there really isn't. No, because a lot of times people associate it. They're going to hear some rap. They think they're going to have the F and it's and, and I think I think I think the majority of his songs are very clean. Wow, nice. And that's cool. Like that's I, I just find that. So I, you know, some of the stuff that I I, I want to go through what's on um, Wikipedia here before I get into some of the lyrics because it's really it's the lyrics and the way that he delivers it um, that really sells this song. Um, and exhaust. Oh my god! <laughs> no. <laughs> So let's see. For a duration of four minutes and eleven seconds, with NF rapping seven hundred seventy-seven words throughout the track. See, I didn't count them. I just, I just. Read them. Um, song's production features prickly strings, choral backing chants, and an unforgiving beat drop. It's that that background music is so. You know what's that epic song? That bum 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 bum. Dun 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 dun. It's yeah. it's got yeah. that same feel. Just the absolute cinematic epic sound climbing them that up you just you know, yeah. feel like yeah it's just this massive massive sound with a lot of space in between it right there's a there's there's right. not a lot of heavy beats and and fast fillers like there's a lot of space in it which gives it this giant vast sound which is pretty cool lyrically it discusses the impact of nf's mental health as a consequence of his mainstream success while the rapper initially understates the negative impact of fame on his life he soon escalates his criticisms of commercial accomplishments stating that the sales can rise doesn't mean much, though, when your health declines, which is a really good line. Right, right. So I just wanted to go through some of that stuff. I mean, it's it's clear that he was going through some stuff, and I think this, I feel like this song got him through it. Like, making writing and recording this song got him through whatever was mm-hmm. going on. And so I just want to go through some of the lines, because these are so, they're so good. I think it's cool how he's talking to himself in the beginning. Hey, Nate, how's life? 
you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, been dealing with some things like every human being didn't really didn't sleep much last night. So that, that stuff is kind of cool in the beginning. Last year I had a breakdown thoughts telling me I'm lost, getting too loud, had to see a therapist and I found out something funny's going on <laughs> up in my house, you know, self-realization. There's something wrong. I need to, I need to, to take a look at this self. You know, take a look at myself. It builds. It builds it the builds. entire time. Uh, yep. I love this this line. Um, Don't need pity given to me, but I can't condone talking down to me. I'm going to have to crack your nose for cracking jokes. I'm looking for the map to hope. It's just really, really good, really well written. You you feel what he's saying, you know? I get scared when I walk on these stages and look at the crowd and see so many faces. That's when I start to get anxious. That's when my thoughts can be dangerous. The self-awareness is, like, palpable in this, you know? That's when I put on my makeup, drown in self-hatred, and and forget what I'm saying, and then that's the epic beat drop. Where'd the beat go? Right. Now, stop right right there. That, to me, and I'm guessing because I know he's younger, his mentor, his, you know, his his motivation, and and I just did it real quick, research stuff. I mean, he, he was listening to Eminem for years and years, and... The freestyling that he that he does is Eminem. That is to when when I read that and was listening, it's like that's right out of eight straight, mile. Straight straight right out of eight mile, yeah. It's yeah, uh yeah. I mean, this is a modern day lose yourself. Yeah. I mean, this is so very, very much lose yourself. That's what I was thinking, um, right, right. It, it, I'd almost think it was like a uh, like a tribute to I would argue that this is stuff. I would argue that this is better than lose yourself. I agree. Um I, agree. I think lose yourself is an amazing this doesn't have a chorus. And I think not having a chorus makes the song have a lot more impact because it just continues to build and build and build. It continues to build and build and build, and it and it's like you get that frantic sound of like you know it's it's like an anxiety attack where everything builds and builds and builds and you and it just gets worse and worse. But then at the end of it, it doesn't build up to this breakdown. It builds up to something that is bringing him up and saying, "Hey, yeah. like I went through this. It sucked. I took a look at myself, and now I'm back." Like. You know, like he says, strap in, seatbelts on, strap them in. Like we're we're gonna Probably. go. Like let's let's effing do this. Yeah. Although I have to say, before we get off it, that is an epic chorus in Lose Yourself. It is. It's a really good chorus in Lose Yourself. That's a tremendous. It is, chorus. and Lose Yourself is probably gonna come <laughs> up in here too because I I like angry rap apparently. I just like Eminem so much and everything. Yeah. So other lines I like in here, just going down. Got got a taste of the fame. Had to pump my stomach throw it back up like I don't want it, wipe my face, clean out my vomit. Also, both songs talk about vomit. Vomit, So right, right. maybe that's the key. Mom's maybe that's the key. Um, <laughs> you got to talk, talk about vomit in, in an angry rap song, I guess. Um, right, while you're freestyling. And I love that when he says beach, OCD yeah. trying to push my buttons, I said don't touch it. Music stops. Now y'all done it. And, and then <laughs> that's when he goes into, and this is, I think this is more typical NF, um, after he says that, now y'all done it, and it's just, it's speed. It's no, all speed. I can be critical, never yeah. typical, intricate with every yeah. syllable. I'm a criminal, intimate, but never political, pretty visual. Even if you hate it, I make you feel like you're in it, though. Speed. And that is what yeah. he does for, like, almost the rest of the song. Now, do you remember what I did two or three episodes ago? Jason Mraz, early Jason yeah. Mraz. That speed, yep. with, with that, that, that same kind of rhythmic, mm-hmm. I mean, nothing like this, right. obviously, but similar. Um, you can call me what you want, call me what you want, but never call me forgettable. That's my favorite line in this song. I think yeah. that's just a really cool line. That's a good t-shirt. Yep. Call me what you want, but never call me forgettable. So that's a YNL t-shirt that's going to be on Must the back. Be. How's that? Um, sales can rise, doesn't mean much though when your health declines. And then he talks about that, you know, the something inside you that you just, you try to, keep down but it always comes up you know that's the anxiety you know you don't relate to that it must not be as crazy as i am um <laughs> i can relate to it my family is a giant ball of anxiety all the time we <laughs> it's just who we are so um you know i get it um i just love the way that he wrote this point i'm making is the mind is a powerful place what you feed it can affect you in a powerful way i mean it's just so good like you said good message Straight, not you know, not dirty, no, no, you know, bad mm-hmm. words, you know, very clean. Um, doesn't have anything that's going to be offensive yeah. to anyone, offensive to people, offensive to anybody who doesn't want to hear, hear anybody cursing, offensive to women, offensive to anybody. Yep. That's, I mean, it's all about him. It's about, it's about yeah. this, the, journey. the the journey and you know the search for for what is going to make you bring you out of this 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 turmoil that you put yourself in that is not real you know it's in your head and you need to it's like a 
like a chip on your shoulder, like a monkey on your shoulder. You got to get off, and it, it's it's personal. This song is very personal to him. Clearly, he wrote it for himself, but I think it's relatable to almost everybody at some point in their life. And I'm yep. not going to go through the Especially rest right of it, but the last line with what we're all going through right exactly. now. Exactly. Um, I don't. I'm not going to go through the rest of it because they're all really good. But um, the last line that I want to point out here, which I just think is really cool and can be interpreted in a lot of different ways is I'm a gentleman depending on if I think you're genuine. I mean, I just think that's a, like, that's just a really, really cool line. This song is just full of amazing one-liners. Say say that again. I'm I'm a gentleman. I'm a gentleman depending on if I think you're genuine. Hard stuff right there. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it's that's not a hard, I mean, it's I'm a gentleman depending on if I think you're genuine, pretty elegant but not afraid to tell you to get a grip, proper etiquette. I keep it to myself when I celebrate. So, it's like, you know, it's in the middle of one of those fast speed um verses, but Yeah, but you you can stop you, the world you right pick there. Up, yeah, like I hear that every time. I'm a gentleman yeah. depending on if I if I think you're genuine. Yeah. Like get on my level or get out of the way because I don't have time to yeah. deal with you. You know, if you're going to yeah. be a dick, I'm not going to show you the time of day. Yeah. Um, be be, uh, be yeah. real. Yeah. I love it. Love it. I love it. I love this song. I love what he does with it. I love and, the way it and, makes me feel. And, and it gets you is, amped up, but it also makes you feel good. This is one you've been talking about for a long time. You've been wanting to do this. So as I was excited about a few of this in the past, like this is the one that you've been wanting to do for a long, long it's time. Just, it's just so It's just so damn good. And I know that doesn't mean anything when we just – why do you love the song? Oh, it's just so good. Like that doesn't, <laughs> oh, it doesn't so mean anything. And I, I, people probably hate to hear us say that, but you know, with the, with that Epic backing track, you know, the, the, the choral sounds and the space in there that just creates this vast, this giant outer space feel. And then him just, you feel the raw emotion and the way that he, the way that he does things like he, you know, a lot of rappers and Eminem used to do this more. And now he kind of, Eminem kind of is, kind of monotone and flat you know he yes he nf doesn't do that and eminem didn't used to do that in his old songs it's a lot of different i don't really know how to say it you know like in the in the beginning it's it's hey nate how's life i don't know it's all right and then he's up and down i've been dealing with some things like every human being and didn't really sleep much last night whereas other rappers might be like i've been dealing with some things like every human being and didn't really sleep much last you know oh, um, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. so it's just this more conversational more, of a natural more tone. conversational yeah. tone yeah, and conversational. It, it it depicts how he's feeling more <clears throat> than keeping it that straight monotone kind of feel and i really like that i think mm-hmm. it gives the song a lot more dimension and then and he ends up really, really he ends up just right. yelling yeah. When it's when yeah. it's like in your face and he's he's facing it and well, if you think about a traditional rap, I think a lot of times is what we were talking about with the U two song, where it's almost rhythmic. It's it, you know it's almost um, percussion like. Yeah, I mean, you think about and where hip hop started. Rap. I mean, is that a hip hop? Right. The hippie did the hippie, the hip hip hop. You don't stop a rocking to. And I mean, that's what hip hop was. Right, and this follows that with more emotion, with more of that conversational kind of piece, which again Eminem, you know, and I think that's more freestyle. Of just like that's what he would always do, and that's what this yeah. was like. He used to do that. I yeah. mean, Eminem. If you look at like the Eminem show, right? That album was was game changing. And yeah. um, though I mean, he does that so much in those songs. Of course, now I can't think of any any right. examples right. of him doing that. Slim Shady. Yeah. Hi, my name is what? Slim Shady. Yeah. yeah. Hi, kids. Do you like violence? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, it's just it's it's different. And it it feels more real. And yeah. I saw a live video of him performing this because I was like, can this guy like can he do this like on a regular basis? And I saw right. I found a live in video, and of, of course it was the, the show opener with a giant curtain, and on that beat drop, the giant curtain fell, and it was epic. But <sighs> every single person in the crowd singing every single word of this song along with him at so that speed, that kind of and it yeah. was yeah. really cool. Wow. It was really cool. Okay. And it's just one of those songs you can play over and over and over again because by the time it's done, you're like seething and you're like, I want more of that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you just get it, it gets your wow. heart racing and it gets you excited yeah, and it yeah. gets you angry. It's, it's angry rap, but it's not angry. It's not an angry song. It's not abusive. Yeah. So I just, I love it. No, I think it's, I, no, I, really I think it's it powerful. Too. I think it's a re- really I have to powerful. Say, I liked song. it more than I expected it to. I, I mean, I thought it was going to be good because I do like a lot of the, uh, the early Eminem stuff. I love this. I love this more. It's than so I good. And other songs. I mean, if I if I had to recommend other songs by him, the ones that I liked, because I just kind of put it on shuffle. Uh, Paid my dues. I liked that one. That that's probably the closer one that I'd recommend. A song called Paid My Dues. Nice. Um, 
is very similar to that one. But he's just, it's just really good. And I haven't gone down the rabbit hole of listening to a lot of his stuff and getting really into him because, again, I'm not huge into hip hop. Like, I don't naturally, I don't naturally kind of go towards that. But when something like this comes up and I hear it, I can't stay away from it. I I need to, I need to, I I need to seek it out. Now, huge international is he playing arenas is he playing no i haven't done the research and uh like i said um, i i i don't naturally listen to it so i don't know i'd love to hear i'm sure he's huge i mean the crowd at the show of the video i watched was huge and they knew every word to that song so like i'm sure he's got a massive following and i just haven't been in that world well because he's talented right yeah raw talent raw talent and if you don't like nice. hip hop or rap, you think you don't like it, listen to this song, and um, just uh, you, you need to appreciate it. You have to have that. It, appreciation. Really, it really is infectious. Yep. This these these are the songs that are game changers. These are the conversion songs, right? You convert people who think they don't like rap. They say, oh, "I don't like rap. I only I only <laughs> listen to metal." This is a conversion song. Yeah. This song is going to bring you over to to listen to more hip hop because there's amazing hip hop music out there, and. It's not always what you hear on the radio, especially right. when all you hear on the radio is mumble rap. And if you can't right. get behind that, th- there's there is hope out there. I promise. You ready? And this is the same question that you sprung on me after my YouTube. Who could you see covering this? No one. <laughs> I can't. I honestly can't see anyone covering this. Well, think about somebody playing with a with a real strong like metal. Rage Against the Machine. That's what I'm saying. Maybe. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think. I'm thinking Tom Morello and Rage Against the Machine. I'm thinking Rage Against the Machine, and honestly, this, don't laugh at me. I can see Limp Biscuit playing this song. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> what I was thinking. It's like you know the heavy rap metal. Know, uh, rap metal. Yeah, yeah. Which was huge for like a year. I mean, obviously, Rage Against the Machine is legendary, and they were huge, huge yeah. for a very long time. But like the 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 kind of mainstream rap metal stuff was huge for like like three years. Yeah, it was always tough DJing. When I was in middle school. People want to hear that. It's like, yeah. Yeah, when I was in middle school, I mean, it was like, that was the era of Limp Bizkit and Korn and P.O.D. and like Saliva and, oh my God. There are some Limp Bizkit. I have some very... Did you guys see Saliva too? Yeah, we went and saw Saliva. That was... Down in Delaware. Yeah, the opening band, there was an opening band for them uh, called Stereogram, I think. Stereogram. Yeah. They yeah. were, excuse me, they were phenomenal. Um, yeah. And then the other opening band was shit. I don't remember what they were called. And then Saliva no, was just not good. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't good, but it was fun. You know, concerts are, are fun regardless. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there are a few Limp Bizkit songs that I hold near and dear to my heart that are very special to me. But, you know, that stuff was huge. I, I feel like they say the music that defines your your musical taste and is what you were listening to when you were 12, 13, 14 years old. In, in um, the, uh, the impressionable years. Exactly. And when I yeah. was 12, 13, 14 years old, I mean, it was the turn of the millennium. It was 1999, 2000, 2001. So okay. it was Blink-182, Weezer, Korn, Limp Bizkit, Godsmack. That was all that I stuff. I remember those years. And, yeah. uh, so I the, still have all your CDs here yeah. that you, you got rid of because uh, you have them on your, on your computer. Huge, huge pop there. punk stuff. I mean, yeah. that that was the stuff that I listened to and my friends listened to and we love it. And I still love it. I still listen to Anima of the State regularly. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you look back on some of that stuff and it's just bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I can see this track laying over some of that stuff with the metal in the background yeah i mean i think i I think rage against the machine would would do a a good job with this song it would it would sound very different but i think they would do a good job with it for sure yeah it's epic really like it yeah really really good um all right so we're going long but i don't care because i need to do this because i'm (laughs) because it's been a while i'm cooped up in my house so i wanted to do a top five list finish off with the top five segment um let's do top five songs to listen to while you're stuck in quarantine okay so you want to go back and forth five 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 four four three three yeah so mine's not in order i mean i don't i don't i don't put mine Mine in order i just have a list of one two three four five songs yeah so uh, the the ones that were typical that i was going to think about and then just ended up being way too cheesy Mm. um 
Who Do You Blowfish? Only Want to Be With You, The Cure, In Between Days, Teach Your Children by Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, you're going so right on the nose. Right, Don't Stand So Close to Me. Oh, that's a good and, one. Uh, and Here Comes the Sun by the Beatles. So I'm not going to do those. Those are the ones that are too predictable. So what do you got? Go ahead. So I I, I actually did a, a list of songs that um, I, I kind of pull out when I'm like making jokes about being stuck here. Or songs that I've been listening to while I've been stuck at home. Just songs that's that, what I did. Yeah, that kind of came up recently my, for my whatever go, reason. Yeah, um, yeah. And so my first one on here is kind of a jokey one. The animals, we got to get out of this place. Well, see, that's right up there yeah, with some of the other ones I, know, I just said. But so, it's right? one of those things where you're on a Zoom call and they say, how's everyone holding up? And you go, if it's the last thing we ever do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So should I start singing something? No, from, uh, no, no, no. Let's see. Uh, uh, teach your children. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, this was when you first said this to me a couple hours ago. I was thinking, God, I can't come up with anything. And then I started like, you know, rolling up my sleeves. And, and then then I have a, a playlist now of fifty three songs. Yeah, like that's what oh, happens. Okay. That's the problem. And and what what it came down to is if. You know, you turn the TV off, and I'm not working and stuff. And if I if I went and wanted to hear four or five songs, what would they be? That's kind of yeah. the way I okay. made some yeah. decisions. No, not necessarily like you know ones that that are going to be super super emotional. Because I almost went down the, that rabbit hole. I was like, this is a really depressing list. I don't <laughs> want to go do that either. So my first, my number one, um, Rob Thomas Street Corner uh, Symphony. Okay. You know that song? Oh yeah, that was your ringtone yeah. for like 80 That's- years. It still is, yeah. you know, because it's such one a of the only people of, who know. still has like a ringtone. Yep, sorry, but it's such a good song because it bring, brings everybody together. So right. it's, it's such a good message. Queen, Bohemian Rhapsody. Nice, because it's nice. so long, and it, you can just—it's just, you know, it, it ends with uh, "Just got to get out, just got to get right out of here." Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, point. there's something about that guitar solo that just takes me out of of where I am. See. And I grew up with Queen, and I loved them when they were first out, you know. Yeah. I mean, this was like Keep Yourself Alive and, you know, all the kind of stuff when they first started. And they, ru- they ruined it when I saw Wayne's World. Oh, okay, I yeah. I can't think of Queen without being without You see, without see I'm World. the generation where my introduction to Queen, and specifically Bohemian Rhapsody, was Wayne's World. Exactly. So exactly. Um, that's how I learned of, of Queen. Um, and then you then you go and backfill. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Stuff, exactly. Right? And yeah. but for me, it's that guitar solo. Um, yeah. And it's just it's just unbelievable. But you know, that, it's a long that song. That, that's that's what's been you know I've listened to that a, a bunch of times since I've been home. So all right, what right. do you got? Um, again, just a good song. You know how much I love this one. Sweet Soul Music by Arthur Conley. Mm-hmm. Spotlight on James Brown. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He's a king of them all. Love, love. Well, love it's a it's a first person tour through funk music. Yep, yep, yep. It's awesome. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, I've been listening a lot. I, I rediscovered Sublime music recently. Oh, nice. Um, since I've been here, doing some work, and I have been playing "Doing Time" a lot by Sublime. Well, I don't know that. Um, it's like a. The, it's it's like a groove um, with a lot of saxophone in it, and they they pull in um, summertime into it. There's a lot okay. of breaks. Um, nice. It's it's pretty cool. Oh, I do know that with summertime in. Okay, yeah, it slows down. Oh, as the living's easy, and they do a yeah. slow version of summertime. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, and they yeah. do the evil come to tell you that she's yes. evil most definitely. It's just it's just a, a great groove. It's just got a great beat and. It's there's not a lot of words in it, so I can have it on in the background while I'm working and stuff. And it's just I, I rediscovered and I re- remembered how much I love that song, so I've been listening to a lot of that. Nice, nice. So 50th anniversary of the Wait, but oh, you not love that by song. the band, <laughs> not by the band, but by Playing for Change. Oh uh, yep. Which is um, the epic version of it as well. Yeah, Playing, playing for Change is awesome. So yes. I, we've been listening to Sean Kingston at my house. I I, I put out a tweet that uh, it took a, a global pandemic and self quarantining for me to remember that Sean Kingston is awesome, but we were <laughs> listening to um, "Dia Maker" by Led Zeppelin, yeah. Yeah. and you know, whoa, oh, 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 you don't have to go, oh, uh, and so and so I was like, oh, what, 
Sean Kingston sampled that, remember? In uh, so in the song "Me Love," whoa, oh, yeah. oh, 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 and so then we went down the rabbit hole of playing a bunch of Sean Kingston, and the girls like to dance to him, and we just have been having fun with that. Nice, nice, good. Raise them right, good for you. So that was that was your next one. Yeah. All right, you ready? Yeah. Um, and this is one a good upbeat one just to kind of get everybody. Taking it in, in the uh, in the future is uh, "Bright Side of the Road" by Van Morrison. Oh, Van Morrison, so good. I mean, anything by Van Morrison. Right? Uh, my last one is a, a, a ode to Cabin Fever. Jimmy Buffett, "Boat Drinks." Ah, love it. Yep, love it. And you know the history of that song? No, enlighten me. It was written about Derek Sanderson, who was a main one of the main guys in the Bobby Orr era of the Bruins. They owned a bar right outside of the uh, the garden. Old time hockey, and, baby. Yep, that's what it was. And uh, and he was in that bar with Derek Sanderson, and he wrote a song about the uh, his experience that was just wildness and craziness of everybody back in the day just going crazy. All the Bruins would come in there and their their fans, and they would drink after the games. Nice. Yep. Um, I just like the so, visuals of. I shot six holes in my freezer. I think I got cabin <laughs> fever. I think I got. And I gotta I, got, I, I gotta go where it's warm. I've got cabin fever too. I know. I was thinking about putting on cabin fever from up at <laughs> Treasure Island, but uh, can't I've say I've listened too. to it. I've got it too. Um, so I have two more. Can I yeah, yeah. indulge and do two more? So uh, staple singers, respect yourself. Okay. You know that one? Probably, if I heard it. If you don't respect yourself, ain't nobody gonna give a good go. Na na na. Respect yourself. Is that another funk good funk thing. song? Um, yeah, okay. yeah, really funk. Like, yeah, really I, funk. I Staple say. Singers actually was was um, in the last waltz when the band was doing the song. The way they were singing with them, so oh, okay. you know, uh, the Staple Singers are huge, epic, epic people. Great, great music. Great, um, great harmonies. Staple Singers. Gotcha. And then the last one was um, the song that it was. It's a little sad, but uh, this it's one that it, uh, and I, I challenge you to listen to this. Uh, it was a Springsteen song that was originally he had written, um, kind of as a really thick, epic kind of ballad um, for the, the Harry Potter series. He did it for his son, his oldest son, who was a big Harry Potter oh, fan. Cool. But the Harry Potter folks didn't use it. And when asked, uh, he just says, "I don't know. Ask them. I don't know why they didn't use it. I thought it was a pretty good song." And it sat for a lot of years. And he just released it with the uh, Blinded by the Light song, uh, movie that just came out uh, about a year ago, which is a story about the, these um, these two kids and they find Springsteen music in another part of the world. And you know, long story short, they, they get fully immersed in Springsteen and come to Asbury Park and meet him and all that. Um, really good story, really good book. Um, and it's a song at the end of it, and it's called uh, I'll Stand By You. And it's not... The typical, I'll stand by I'll stand you. By. It's not that. It's not the pretenders. I'll stand it's, by you. Right. But um, this, Sorry, if I, you, I if you listen to it and then watch the um, – and, and also pay attention to the lyrics, it's a, it's an epic song. It's very, very emotional. Uh, and it's maybe a little too depressing to, to think about, you know, with, with some of the bad stuff that's going on right now with uh, COVID-19 stuff. But um, it's just one of those songs that just kind of gets right in your soul and – Kind of right into your blood. It's really, it's really epic, really, really All right. tremendous song. That's it. Well, I'll bring it back and say that another song we've been listening to a lot is um, Tina Turner, "Proud Mary." Nice. Um, and I wish that she had, you know, yeah, you know how she does it slow in the beginning. I wish she had done yeah. the entire song like that. You like to do it? That would be cool. Nice and slow. Yeah, that would be cool. You don't do anything. I kind of stopped nice listening once she kicks easy. it in. Yeah. But. Uh, it would have been cool if she did did the full version. Like, like so have have you ever seen um you know in the in the lip sync battle that they have that, that's now uh, that's now out. The um I don't know, John is it Krasinski, Krasinski is that yeah, his name John Krasinski um who I, I know that you know is from the office obviously when they do um lip sync battle they do it all out and stuff and he did that song oh really nice and and he came out and in the middle of it just before you know when it breaks out and they go crazy he like rips off his his clothes and he's got the exact same fringe short <laughs> nice. shiny sh- and and go-go boots and everything that she had when she did the video back then he has all the same moves that she did it's hilarious nice. so go see that yeah. look i always said the only fun. fault that uh, mad max fury road ever had was an extreme lack of tina turner so yes true yeah, true so. which would have been nice from the uh from the past, so. yeah 
All right. Well, we've oh, been going for way it? too long. Sorry about um, that. So I'm a yapper tonight. I'm glad we had time to talk about music again. We got a little off topic sometimes, but that's okay. Um, yeah. And I want to give a shout out to uh, all of our friends that we, you know, our, our other music podcast <laughs> friends. Uh, I won't list them all here because that 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 group has grown quite a bit. But guys, I'm yeah, still nice I'm community. still alive. I'm sorry that I have not been in contact <laughs> with you guys. I haven't been tweeting much, and I haven't been. Uh, talking to you guys through the, our, our group chat too much. Um, we're still here. We're still alive. We're just trying to, to get through this uh, really difficult time. And uh, thanks for bearing with us. And make sure that you go out and listen to all those shows that we recommend. We'll, we'll tweet them out soon. Follow us on social media. We are at YNL Podcast, or you can find us by just searching the name of our podcast on Facebook. And subscribe wherever you listen. Check us out, ynlpodcast.com, and leave us a review, all that fun stuff. Just keep the conversation going. Remember to send in your song stories so we can start sharing those on the show as well. You got anything? Yeah, everybody, just be kind to each other. Be safe, be smart, and uh, here's hoping that at the uh, tail end of this set, there's going to be a nice reset, and people are going to get back to being uh, being kind and, and being respect- right. respectful and responsible. Don't don't be a dick because yeah. we're gentlemen, depending on if we think you're genuine. We're genuine. So right. remember that. Good line. They should put that. In they a, should do that in a nah, song. Nah, yeah. it would never work. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Rage Against the Machine could put that in a song. All yeah, right. There you go. Signing off. Thank you guys so much. We will talk to you next time. See you, folks. Thanks. Be safe. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.